With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Double H. We do the podcast every Wednesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All Should you follow us on Twitter anymore? I don't know about that, man, because your, oh, your Afrikaans oh, homie is has taken over the thing. So oh, I don't man. know if we should even be on there like I don't that. The stuff I can so much say, because Ali just recently found out where he was from. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that homeboy, man. Yeah, man I, I mean, you know, if, once, once you look into his family and like, oh, so his dad owned an emerald mine. Where? Uh, oh, okay. Anyway. Or should we join Paula? We can always join Paula. That might be even worse. It's all bad, no matter where you go. It's all owned by somebody who you, who you shouldn't like, probably. Basically, don't research anything. That's kind of what you learn. If you research everything, mm. then should, should, you're bound to find something bad. Side thing, I mean, you, you may not, you can scratch this from the thingy. Have you seen I'm Gonna Get You Soccer? Years ago. I remember when we had it on VHS, but obviously because I was young, I don't think I was actually allowed to watch it. I wasn't fully thinking. So I watched it recently on HBO Max. Man, look, man, Wayans, man, that, that, that guy was a very, was a, was a forward thinker, man, in terms of comedy, you know? Cause I, I thought it was just a bunch of white dudes. They wrote Scream. Sorry, they wrote Scary Movie, the first one. I didn't know they wrote it. But yeah, they came up with a story, they wrote it, and, and then he kind of sort of like did a read on us. Look, man, those guys, they, maybe this is for like an extra, but don't be a menace. Uh, it didn't uh, age well, no. Nah, yeah, it, it, I mean, it could be it's, it could be more problematic than helpful, you know. So let's talk about football. Oh, next week we're gonna be doing our World Cup coverage. So mm. we're gonna be off for a couple of weeks doing the podcast regular, but we're gonna have Group A, B, and C next week, and then the oh, next oh, week. Okay, so, so this is the last episode episode before World Cup. The World Cup episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna. Next week is going to be World Cup, and then the week after is going to be an episode every day. We're ramping up. So where, where are we starting? We could start with Liverpool. We could start yeah, with Chelsea. Liverpool. We could start with there's, – there's, there's a bunch of places Liverpool, to start. Liverpool. Actually, you know what? I w- Before we get to the losers, no offense, guys. Let's start with some winners, actually. Uh, Arsenal won 5-0 against Nottingham Forest. You might say, ah, it's a promoted side. 
they bought 300 people in the summer, so obviously it wasn't going to work. Um, but you still have to go out, play the games, beat and them. And Liverpool lost. And Liverpool lost to, to the same team, so. True, true. We will get to more Liverpool losing in a second. 10, 11, 12, 13 games into the season, whatever the number is. They're up there, and they deserve to be up there without question. They're playing great football. They're scoring great goals. They're keeping goals out. The ideas that Arteta has installed from the very beginning of patterns of play, like everything you saw in the Amazon documentary, they, they were just a season too early. This season probably would have been better to be in the dressing room. But yeah, Half Hopes pulled up the table, 12 games in, 10 wins, one draw, one loss, 31 points, goal difference of 29. They're the ones that I are going to try to fight City for it. <clears throat> Isn't it their best start since like 19 or something or something like that? I have. Yeah, they say it's one of the best starts to a season that they've ever had. You know, I mean, basically, put it this way. Anybody with a brain that doesn't subscribe to Disney Plus, Aston don't have a chance in hell of winning the, the league. But I feel already you can say that they're a lock for top four. Yes. Like for me, I think even worst case scenario, because they will lose games, they'll go on a losing streak based on just how the other teams are and how... Um, inconsistent. I know the other teams are. I think they're already a lock for top four because based on just how many points they've already accumulated. So it's a, it's already a good buffer when they eventually start losing games and so forth. So they're good for it. It's a top four, you know. But look, man, it's like this is when the process works. It doesn't always work, you know. You shouldn't always have faith, you know. I mean, Wenger could have made the argument that hey, if um, Sanya, Leb. Nazri, because if you had just sort of waited and just kept faith, would have eventually won the, the, the league. This isn't the season where you would expect them to win anything. No. But if but mm. if they can get Champions League and what that does for transfer windows, the mentality of players who might want to be bought, mm. play, players who you wouldn't think would go to Arsenal two, three years ago, or even this year, would think, you know what? I used to like Wenger. I used to like... Henri, Vieira, all these dudes, and what, I can actually go there and play Champions League football now. Like, that's a big deal. So if they can hold on at least to a top four spot, because in my mind I was thinking, again, top three, but Mm. you don't have to qualify anymore. So just a top four spot. um, That's that's huge for Arteta and what it it could mean in terms of caliber of players that you could go for. Because, again, everyone has talked about the thinness of their squad. And basically, once you dig a bit deep, this game notwithstanding, because Saka goes down, you bring in Reese Nelson, he scores two, he gets an assist. Like, that's good production from the bench. But relative to Nottingham Forest, I think he, he's, he's capable. But if 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 the if they get an injury crisis and they hit that, I don't know, three, four, five game period where they're playing tougher opposition than, than Nottingham, you would look at the bench and think, ah, but if they get into the Champions League, and you can buy three, four, five quality players and players that are now in the 11 get dropped to the bench or however that would work, whatever the reshuffle is. Now you're looking at a squad that can sustain a title charge against Pep Guardiola. You would say Jurgen Klopp, but we'll get there. So, but, no, no, but, no, but, no, no, but, but think, City in particular. I think I'm even looking even beyond that. You see, oh. you're looking just short. I'm saying to myself that if you keep Arteta, we'll get to Klopp and so forth. Is Pep going to be here forever? So what you want is when Pep eventually goes onto his mm. nesting, because you don't see Pep mm-hmm. here forever, you now know that Arsenal are now in a very good position to be like, okay, boom, we've been building up to this. So once Pep now goes, because Pep is a cheat code based on the money he has and the squad. So once Pep now goes, another guy comes in, 
Power then you're you. obviously now well prepped to be like, okay, now this is now be our form of domination once City now go, because we've pretty much been bullied. So we now have a good foundation to now sort of <laughs> fill that gap, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but who Always. cares? So sometimes I have conversations with people close to me mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, and a lot of the times it's about like, you know, imperialism, colonialism, etc. Right, and they they sometimes venture into the idea that certain countries need certain types of leaders, but then America, in a particular way, will go into a country, destabilize it, and then give them democracy in air quotes, and then it doesn't mm. work because the groups and particular people in that in that country need particular things, right? And essentially what it does, is it creates a power vacuum. So if you look at some place like Iraq, for instance, America goes there, they dismantle Saddam Hussein, who had his problems, obviously. They remove him. They try to install democracy, as it were. And then you create a power vacuum for just anybody to come in. Whoever was organized at the time could come in and see, oh, this American thing is not working in the same way. So we can now come up, essentially. That's what's going to happen when Pep leaves. He was the stable person in the Premier League. But when he goes, you need that organization to be in place to come up. Just building on your point. Not that you were getting into Iraq and things. But But Arsenal are positioned, if everything holds together, and hopefully it will for for their sake. They're they're the the guys. Chelsea are weird with the new ownership and all the people they're bringing in. Liverpool are at the end of a cycle. Spurs are Spurs. United, maybe another team that's no, but com- also competing. There's, there's a team but, in black and white that we actually need to have a separate topic on. And yeah, New, we, we, Newcastle we haven't even got started yet with their yeah. with their spending. So there are three teams I could see: United, Arsenal, and Newcastle, who are just kind of there waiting mm. for 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 City to fall off. So or just Pep to leave, and then whatever happens with City happens with City, because there's no guarantee that you get rid of Pep and City all of a sudden become some vagabond. Would that be the word? Some like, I don't know, you guys call them fruit sellers. Um, But just some, you know, begging club. They'll be fine. But relative to how good they were with Pep, it remains to be seen. Number five. I don't know how to talk about him, because he's playing very well. Oh, and a couple of the goals he scored are just like world class. But there's still something icky about watching him play football. It's not even I I know exactly what it is, but the libel laws and things like that, I don't know if yeah. we can get into it as such. No, no, Especially no, no, no. not you because of, of where you live. So you should probably be quiet on this one. But yeah, yeah, we number five. Mm, you're playing well, but mm, like I see you still. I just want to put that out there. Go for it. Like what's 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 next? I don't know. Well, we could go to Liverpool. Ah, you know, it's bad. And let me even bring up a, a, a little thing, bad? man. Um, because we can't really scroll all the way down, <laughs> scroll all the way down. Because I think, like, ah. this is. I mean, I think any Liverpool fan knows that it's confirmation now that they can't win the, the title. This is significant. Because Liverpool could always say, well, you, you can never be at Anfield. We always have Anfield. We always have Anfield. So not only did he get Lara Crofted and completely bamboozled, totally outplayed, but you finally have lost deservedly at Anfield. So now that era of invincibility is now gone. So now, as we're speaking, they are yet to play Napoli, 
who are arguably one of the most informed teams in the world right now. Mm. And they're coming to Anfield. So this could really be where the season derails. And I think that this could really be a situation where our guys um, thinking to themselves, like, oh, you know what? It's a World Cup. Because people have been saying that Van Dijk doesn't look the same. And, you know, they're just like 19, 18 days before the World Cup starts. So a guy just sort of saving themselves for the World Cup and not really going full, full tilt. That could be a, a situation because it just seems that they've lost a step. And again, there's a whole thing of club seven years because it's hard to build a team. It's even harder to rebuild a team. Because what was impressive about Fergie was that he built like three successful teams, maybe even four, but at least three successful teams. So for because because mm. Pe- Pepe's in Pepe's in his, his his second team now, like this City team is almost pretty much mostly different from the team that won a hundred points. You know, save for a few players here, but it's mostly different from that 100 points team. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, this is pretty much the same team that's won the league in 2019 and got to the UCL final in 2018. It's pretty much the same. It's like, it's pretty much the same exact team that got to the UCL final in 2018. So it's like... Which was already a kind of old team. Like 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 a like a middle aged team. No, no, no. It, it wasn't I'll say a young a team. Peakish team. It wasn't old. a young team at old. all. Bro, no, it's no, no, it no, had because, Milner, I, it had Henderson, it like those guys who, were 27, 28, 29. Yeah, no, 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 no. 27, 28. That, those are your peak years. Really. Those are really and you know what? Some guys are now saying that's now 31 and 32 may be your peak years. So I think the whole peak age has actually now shifted and changed to now 31, 32 now. But really, normally it should be 26, 20, 27. I feel like I told years. you guys this first. I don't know. I I, I like oh, No, no, no. I, I, I think no, no. I think when we saw Benzema and Modric do their thing, then we were it was like, Modric. Oh. It was It was Modric for me. Like, oh, okay. So, like, you, you can be good at 34, 35. Modric felt like an, 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 an anomaly, though. But then that's, once you now saw Benzema... Remember, when Modric was the first... Then yeah. Benzema came because remember, once is an anomaly, two is a coincidence, three is a pattern. So once the third guy in their thirties was out, say, oh, okay, okay, no, this is this is now a pattern now. So this isn't just like an, an anomaly. Okay, so, so so the reason why I was messing around with the interface is because I was trying to see where is Leeds in the table. Oh, and they're still not even thirteen, and they're not fourteen because that's Bournemouth. So Leeds were fifteenth. Or are fifteenth after those three points. If they didn't they get those three points, they would they be twentieth or nineteenth yeah. without those three points. Yeah. So it's not just that you lose that game in particular. It's who are you losing to? Like Jesse Marsh. I mean, to be fair, Leeds' two best performances this season have come against Chelsea and Liverpool. Like they killed Chelsea in the game that they played. Obviously, oh, yeah, yeah. Mendy makes the mistake, but. Generally, that game it was over. It was finished because yeah. Leeds pressed the hell out of Chelsea. Like, I don't know what he does in big games, but I, he just takes advantage, I guess, of I don't know. His what box the, stuff what, is Hollywood, man. Hollywood tax. <laughs> what he, I, he takes advantage, I guess, of what the opposition coach thinks Leeds is going to be. It's just oh, they'll sit back, they'll defend. It's going to be a tough game. Blah blah blah. I don't know what it is, but they come out and they press the hell out of you. And they make the game very intense. It's why they lose games. Because if you do that for 90 minutes, 38 times a season, someone's bound to, to touch you in that way. But yeah, those two games in particular, they might... Like, Chelsea gave him the rope to get to Liverpool, essentially. 
and this Liverpool performance will give him two, three, four more games to maybe see if they can correct themselves. So shout out to Leeds, but Leeds are, are aren't they trigger happy with their managers? Like got rid of Bielsa or Bielsa left, whatever it is, then another dude, then Marsh, I think. I, I forget exactly the, 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 the pattern, but another loser would be Chelsea Football Club. I mean, you tell me, they haven't won in three games. I'll ask you as the Chelsea fan, why do you subject yourself to this? Oh, so this is the Chelsea fan asking the Chelsea fan. Interesting. I just wanted to correct you there. Um, no, for me, look, see. I had to get ahead of it because you were going to call me a Chelsea fan, so I had to call you on first. Look, here's the thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. You know, I do believe that Huey is you because I watched another Boondocks episode. I, no, I, I think Huey, I think Aaron McGregor based Huey on you. I don't know how, but I think he based on you. It's crazy. You guys or, are actually the same what, person. What, what, what if... What if I watched it so much I became the character? Maybe, maybe that's the because I'm, I'm, I'm like no, I literally I'm hearing Daniel's voice every time this guy speaks. I'm like it's 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 weird, it's crazy. Um, yo, yo, just just pause, just don't don't forget your thought. But the idea of having Regina King do both voices, mm. brilliant. Because I'm 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 watching it too because you said that you were watching it, so I was like, you know what? Now that I have the HBO Max thing, I'm gonna watch it. Like it's so brilliant because yeah. normally you would just like you would have two people do two voices and the her, her the the way that she changed changes the voice like yo she's so talented man yeah no no no, no because it makes it because it's like if they're really related there has to be that kind of a similarity exactly. so like, cause, cause get me, someone like, who can do two distinct voices but again because it's their voice and everything there'll be that kind of a similarity unless you get like a super amazing voice actor yeah. which is why it makes sense because if you get an amazing voice actor they can do two completely different voices which is not what you really want for siblings so mm. like my brother and i we sound the same like there's differences obviously but like the tone is pretty much the same oh, yeah, no, 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 bro, if you bro if so... you hear my brother talk you play oh that's you because we sound we say the exact same things in the exact same way and stutter on the same in the, on the same words it's crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah so anyway 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 yeah no look look here's my thing man <laughs> It's a mess. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all a mess. Do you know that Zach still hasn't played a single game? Do you know that there's some people who don't know what Zach looks like? They I don't know I what Zach look, looks like. I think. Hmm? All dark skin. I think he has like braids. You see, you, see, you think. That's what you think. See, see, I know exactly what he looks like because I remember when he joined um, UV from Munching Gladbach and so forth. So I know him and everything. Not, like I can see his face, but like I don't know what his hair looks like right now. There you go. <laughs> we haven't played him, you know. Yeah. So, so my thing is, I think someone made the point here. I think you know, it was someone like you know, one of the hangers is that this is a, this is almost similar to the David Moyes thing. So, coaching Chelsea now, it is very different from coaching Brighton. Because when you're now at Chelsea, there's an expectation. Brighton, there are no expectations. Everything is an amazing achievement, you know. Because for Brighton, the fact that we're in the Premier League and you're maintaining the Premier League, wow. So Brighton right there in the top half, that is amazing. That is superb based on Brighton. But for Chelsea right now, the expectation is to win a trophy. The expectation is to bare minimum your realistically competing for the title every year. And you also want to compete for the Champions League. That's so... Does Potter realize that, oh, no, 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 you now have to now take things to the next level in terms of what is expected of you as a manager? It's no longer that, oh, this is good. Oh, well done, well done. It's like, okay, you won a trophy. Yeah, cool. Now, 
wins the next trophy. So that's the whole thing, right? Oh, you won a trophy. My gosh, it's the end of the world. It's worrying. Because if you look at things, who's the best team that Chelsea played? People say AC Milan. That first game, they had most of the guys missing. Second game, Tomori got sent off. So we're playing against 10 men for most of the, the match. Next best team, it was Man United. But they're still the team going into a transition now. And United completely and totally outplayed Chelsea. Chelsea mm. were lucky to get that penalty. But tactically speaking, they had played them so badly, he was forced into a formation change and a personal change in the first half. That's how badly they got outplayed. Next best thing was Brighton, who have been playing well, but without the results. And, th- and this is the worst that Chelsea have been outplayed by. Against Brentford, they got outplayed against Brentford. Totally out- outplayed. I was just lucky to get a draw. If not for Kepa, they would have lost. So what is worrying is, recently speaking, Chelsea getting completely outplayed. What is worrying is, this whole back three thing, it doesn't work. Because if people are creating chances against your back three, there's no point. They might as well go 4-3-3 and try to control the, the game. So for Potter, it's a massive step up. I'm not a revisionist. Of course, Tuchel should have been sacked. He lost the dressing room, lost communication, so you have to sack him. I never said hire Potter. So I did. I did, actually. You see, for me, I said, no, sack, sack it. <laughs> First, sack, sack Tuchel. Then let's have a discussion as to who should now take over and who is the right guy to take over. But I know... Before I could even think, literally, before I could finish pouring the champagne in the glass to celebrate Tuchel sacking, oh, Potter's, I was like, Harry Potter, what? Chelsea never had an interim manager. No, yeah. Like, no, normally you give yourself a couple weeks. Uh, now, obviously the Queen died, so they would have had weeks anyway. But immediately they hired Potter. It wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to give it to the under-23s, under-18s mm. coach for a couple of weeks and sorted out. They had their guy immediately. So this this was in, this this was their plan. So you're not going to get out of it. So this is what Chelsea are stuck with. Because I'll let you go down, please. Please, please tell me the logic of playing Sterling and Pulisic as wing-backs. Please tell me. Now, this is something that Potter did at Brighton, where he would use actual wingers, not defenders, as his wing-backs. Because I think he wants players who are technically proficient on the ball and he wants to play a more attacking brand of football. So in those areas, I'd rather have, you know, a Sonny Marsh or whomever it is at Brighton. And at Chelsea, those players just so happen to be Pulisic, Sterling, etc. Tuchel did similar things where he would put Hudson-Odoi at wingback and you would look at it and you would think, but he can't defend, bro. And you're asking the team to defend. So that's obviously going to be a problem. Potter, I'm still figuring out what is he asking the team to do. I think generally he wants the team to be on the ball. So having those players in those positions for me is generally fine. But as I was going to say, and I just couldn't think of the right pattern of words to say it, it goes to the importance of Reese James. Because Reese James gives you the dynamic ability on the ball to put in crosses. He's not a fantastic dribbler in some, I don't know, Cafu kind of way or something like that. But he's, he's good enough. Um, but he also gives you the defensive stability of having someone in that position where you feel comfortable in a transitional element, like he'll use his strength or intelligence and, and he'll be in the right place. Um, so not having Reese James is a big problem because I think you can have one of those white, I think you can have one of those wingbacks be a non-defender, like either pick Pulisic on one wing or Sterling on the other. And that way you can have kind of a pendulum effect where Kukurea as the left-sided goes to left-back, 
your two center backs and then Reese James on the other side. If they're both wingers or natural wingers, that creates a complete imbalance because now you're working with two people on the flanks that don't know where they should be as a wing back because that's not how they were trained formationally ever. So, yeah, it's a problem. I think I understand what he's trying to do in sense of like, they're technically proficient and fast, so they can kind of just play out there. Um, would I do it? No. But who do you play at right back if you're not doing that? See, if you're playing is... a flat back four, no, 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 no Reese James, do you play Aspilicueta at right back? No, in the Brighton game, you have to go with Aspilicueta because if you look at the third oh. goal, how does that third goal happen? <laughs> that third goal happened because Pulisic doesn't know his left from, from his right, right when the ball goes inside of him. Because my thing though is, Here's the thing, Pulisic and Sterling, they're already struggling already. They've already been out of form. And when people are out of form and everything, put them in the, in the best possible position for them to succeed. Yeah. You see, and also they're not great players. You see, Eto is so... <laughs> That's is the biggest a, problem. That's, that's the, the biggest, biggest problem. problem. <laughs> so, so, so my thing is, Eto is such a good player that Mourinho could say, yo, play out wide. Eto said, I hate playing I'm right wing for Mourinho. But because he was such a good player, he knew how to adapt and still be effective playing out wide. I was totally against it. But Pulisic and Sterling, you're not those good players already. You're limited as players, so you want to put them in the best possible position to succeed. You see, the reason why Alonso and Moses walked there is naturally they're just actually talented footballers so they could actually walk in those wing back hey, positions hey, 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 what moses i'll give you that i'm not taking marcos as naturally gifted footballer no, 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 i can't no. i can't i can't i'm as sorry a, no, no, no. as as a footballer nah, 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 no footballing no. ability no 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 let me say you are not talking your way out of this no yeah, no yeah, not yeah. A technically gifted da- no 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 no, no daniel in terms of footballing ab- 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 ability just natural footballing ability max alonso compared to pulisic and sterling i'd rather have pulisic and sterling you're are crazy. you nuts you're crazy no, 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 no. You're crazy. No, 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 no. no. I said he he can in strike se- no, a in terms football. of football. Yeah, in terms he of he can strike a football. But, but yes, you have to listen to, listen to what I'm saying. In terms of footballing ability, we all know that defensively on the he's, ball, he's on crap. the ball. Are you saying he's a better dribbler than Pulisic and Sterling? Oh, Sterling, thousand percent for me. I do not rate Sterling at all. Pulisic, Pulisic is weird because when it's just that he's he's so out of form that. When he's out of form, the guy's crap. When he's he on form, he's amazing. Face, but Lord have mercy. Like, there's no way you're saying no, Marcus Alonso is better on the ball as a technical footballer. Even in the way that you define footballer, than Pulisic is. There's no way. No, 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 no. Moses, no, 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 Moses, no, no, Moses, I could give you Moses. I could give you Alonso. Moses. Alonso, for me, categorically, as a footballer, is better than Sterling. Gatlock, Pulisic, clip it. It, it depends it. what Pulisic show, shows up. Gatlock, I know you're listening. I need oh, to no, clip. please. Oh, clip this all. For me, Sterling, nah, nah. For me. No, nah, for me, I have never rated Sterling. Never. Even I've asking never the question, him. I feel is disrespectful. But go ahead. No, nah, no. Nah. So, look, see, let's even going going back to the points. <laughs> you see, the team is broken. The team is broken, man. The team is the, the because you know what is so scary. You Chelsea spends three hundred million, Can't believe but the team is still broken. <laughs> it's still broken because how do you spend three hundred million? And you look at the team that's like, oh my gosh, this team still needs at least three or four, four players. That's crazy. <laughs> How do you spend 300 mil? And it's like, oh, this midfield needs a revamp. 
there needs to be a an attacker dribbler and so forth there needs to be um better wing backs and everything there is there are still so many issues with this team and it just goes to show that those signings that were made so obama yang for fifa four form for fana kulibali were they made because you thought you were keeping Sukel, or were they made in the view that you knew that you were bringing in a potter or were they made as a committee due to your data analysis and so forth that part <laughs> is that part okay because potter hasn't taken advantage of Koulibaly nearly enough in my opinion but he was one of the marquee signings of the summer it's that part it's the data and analytical put it in a computer and these are the players oh Fofana will spend 80 million on him or whatever the price was it's just like bruh did you forget that they went for Anthony Gordon did you forget that have you forgotten <laughs> they it's just a computer it's some I don't know so FIFA there's one that's like really famous I can't think of the name of it it doesn't start with W I forget it's like some software that everyone uses and it like tracks people and gives you clips and things like that you have to like pay for it there's not transfer markets on no 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 no. this is like some proprietary thing but either way it's it was obvious they were just bro chukwa mecca the the dude from milan um not milan inter milan it was it's the data people pretty much it's somebody put something in a computer and oh this is how much we have so we can afford it it nothing here makes football sense which is the most annoying part, which is why I asked you at the beginning, why would anyone subject themselves to this? Because it's just out of the frying pan into the fire. It's just foolishness after foolishness. Mm. So, but knowing Chelsea, they might win the FA Cup or League Cup or something oh, like that's, that that's because that's just what they do. It's like they torture you and then they win your trophy, and it's like a, it's it's an abusive relationship. You know, they they. But it they doesn't hit, always happen, bro. They hit you and then they buy you presents and try to make you feel better. It's like, no, just I, sh- I should leave. You know what? Speaking of leaving, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Where do you want to go next? La Liga. Talk to me. Stats padding. <laughs> Let's have Who's a real combo about stats, stats padding. Who? You don't win a league because you beat the next best team. You win a league by how well you do over 38 games. I keep using this example and I'll use it again. There's a season where Arsenal beat United twice. Guess who won the league? United. List? Oh. No, no, this was ages. This was years ago. This was, you know, um, so my thing is 
when before Real Madrid drops points against Girona, I said Barca still have a, a good chance to win the league. I said, ah, nah, Barca, blah, blah. They lost to Real Madrid. Blah, they're not so good. Blah. I'm like, okay, yes, I know we, we've clowned them. They've exited the UCL and so forth. But Barca have an ex- a dependable goal scorer who is extremely consistent in just finding the back of the net, which is Lewandowski. You can talk about Lewandowski in terms of big games and so forth. What you can never deny from him is he is a consistent goal scorer against whoever. Real Madrid are a kind of team where just a game which they should win, for some reason, they'll just drop points. Even on the Benabil, they just drop points because they'll just take their, their eye off of the ball. And that's why people said there's a reason they've never won the treble. As good as they've been, they've never won the treble. And the treble is all about consistency on three fronts, you know. So... They dropped points right now because when Real beats Barca, three points ahead, ah, it's over. This, this league is over. Real, Real are going to win. They are playing amazing. Fast forward now, Barca score in the 93rd minutes against Valencia to win 1-0. Real Madrid, they now draw 1-1. It's now one point. I said, I feel like we said that last week. Was it, was it, it might have been you that said it. That that's, this that's is, it's, it's, it's the tendency of Real Madrid. They'll win the big game and then lose a game. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. That that they shouldn't. So even if they beat Barca, okay, mm. but it's a thirty-eight game season. So eventually they'll drop points in a game that we think they shouldn't, and Barca mm. could be right back in it. And that's kind of what's well, happening. No, no, it's, it's, because I might all Barcelona need. The only thing that is stopping them from winning this league is who can help to support Lewandowski. So who can play that Gennaro role, that Muller role, that Musiala role? Where like, can you give me? It's sort of like in basketball. I just need someone just to give me 12. You give me eight. You <laughs> give me 11. Because we know that this guy can give us 28 or even 29 or maybe even 30. So we know we know that we have a guaranteed minimum 20 to 20, 25. You give me 10. Give me seven. Give me eight. Give me nine. And that can be enough because Lewandowski is going to outscore Benzema. He's most likely going to win the Pichichi Award, most, most likely. So you just need that. And that's Barca's issue that. They don't have that second, third guy who can also help to bring in the, the, the goals. Because if it's only Lewandowski, then most likely Real will win. But if Lewandowski can have another guy to come through, Barca can win the, the, the league. This and is where if, the injuries come in, though, HH. Because you would, yeah. is it, is it Memphis somebody you would think that's that's someone who can pitch? That's in a, yeah, eight, that's, nine, a, that's a guy. That's a guy. Yes, yeah, a guy. But the, and know. also they sold Obama, but maybe they had to in order. You know, to they, make had to, they had to. They had to. There was no space. They um, had to. And then if you look at their defense, Christensen's been out, Araujo's been out. Um, Kunde just recently came back. Kunde just came back. So, I mean, you, obviously their Champions League performances are fun to laugh at, and they're now in the Europa League. But mm. there are mitigating circumstances where you can look at and think, okay, it kind of makes sense. So let's see what happens in the second half of the season after the World Cup. Um, and, yeah, I think they're in a good position to win the league. I would still put it in Madrid's hands just because – when they play the next classical, I'll trust Madrid to win again. So then, in theory, the one point becomes four, right? So Real Madrid mm. buy themselves another mistake with that win, but at least in my mind, Dembele doesn't score enough. Pedri should score more, but I don't. That's, I don't but, that's but, only a goal scorer. That's not really exactly. Role, but though. like he should score more, but I don't think I can ask him to do that because of what else he does. He basically does everything else. Mm. So that's just basically asking, yo, do everything. A player who does everything but score. If you ask them to score, you're asking them to be a superhero and alien. Mm. So I, I won't do that to you. It's like Kovacic. 
Kovacic does everything in midfield to ask him to score now. Yeah, now, yeah, score, yeah, now, yeah. now, now, score fifteen goals. Like, it's like, bro, like, how how much energy do you think I have, man? Mm. So that's 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 kind of where I'm at with Pedri. Rafinha should he score more? Probably, but, but he's, uh, yeah, he's not a goal scorer, you know. That's exactly, the thing, you know. So it's just them feeding Lewandowski, and it's like, okay, if, if Lewandowski can score sixty goals in a season over all competitions, they'll win trophies. If he can just get you thirty-five, like you said, who's coming up with the eight, the nine, the twelve to kind of pitch in? That's the issue. That's what it is. While we're on Barca, though, yo, great segue. Have hope, even if you didn't intend it. Thierry Henry and Samuel Eto'o. Now, now that is a situation where you look at a front line and you see, okay, they have Messi, they have, uh, did they have Ronaldinho that season? Maybe they did, like oh six or seven. Um, just just Barcelona. They had um, T- uh, Thierry Henry, Samuel Eto'o, Messi. Oh no no no, Mab- no 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 no! And, the and, other and, thing Didier was there. I think I feel like he was. No, because remember, on, did they? no no, didn't Henry move oh eight oh nine? I can't remember. I'm honestly. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the season he moved was when they won the treble. Oh, it's on. I know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, anyway, those goals were shared around the front line. Yeah. It wasn't just one man does everything. They had goals from different areas on the pitch. That that was more what I was thinking. But anyway, as as you answer the question, our research in the background. Samuel Eto has some choice words about Thierry Henry. I won't give you where I'm getting this from because I don't rock with their website. Okay. So. Eto's attack on Henri surfaced after a leaked video was posted on Football Log. Eto said, I think Thierry Henry was not at the level of Anelka. TT was good, but I knew players. I preferred other players. In any case, he was not at my level. Uh, the luck or the bad luck that I had, me, was to not play in France. Those who played in France had plus 70%. It's not because they were strong, but because France sells them better. Oh, wow. He had more. (laughs) They sold them to us and brought them up to our level. Sorry. So, yeah, he basically said Thierry Henry was not on my level. Anelka was better. Obviously, I'm better. And because they were French and I wasn't, they got gassed. I mean, I don't really detect many lies in what he says. For me, I've always said that Henry was an amazing player. As a player, amazing for footballer. As a striker, Anelka was a better striker than Henri. You see, those are two very different things. A striker and a footballer. Henri could pass, he could create, he could dribble, do amazing things, facilitate, and he could also score as well. Hence the season where he got double figures and goals and assists. But we but we know that, bro. I think he played like 10, 11 finals, didn't score in a single final. Anelka is a guy who... When Anelka had his best, this guy was a amazing striker, and bro, and I think and I believe this he scored twice in the FA Cup final for Arsenal before he obviously made that whole move, move and everything. So, I if if Eto is saying that Anelka was a better player, I disagree. If he's saying that Anelka was a better striker, I fully agree. And for me, same thing as well. I think Henri was a better footballer overall than Eto. Eto is a top ten striker of all time. You know, like Henri isn't. Eto is a top ten striker of all time. So Eto was one thousand percent a better striker, more clutch striker, more big game striker, more consistent striker than on Henri. So there is nothing that's been said. And also the other thing as well is he's right. If Eto was French, 
he would have given, he would have received a lot more res respect. Because 1000% Eto doesn't receive the respect that he, he, he deserves. You know, he doesn't receive the respect that he deserves because Eto was a ridiculous striker. And also ridiculous striker. And I think because he, because he's African and again, because he's African doesn't really this, this, um, receive as much respect, 1000% if Eto was French, people would have regarded him a lot better and a lot higher. Mm. Yeah, it's a fact. I mean, it, it is it is France football after all. Like, that does Ballon d'Ors and things like that. So, yeah. in the background, I was researching. And I was right. The 2007-2008 season, Barcelona had Henri, Eto, Messi, and Ronaldinho. Oh. Okay. Ronaldinho only, only played... 26 games that season. So I think that was the one where he was injured. Oh, 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 okay, so Dinho moved the next season then. Yeah, he moved the next season to AC Milan, if okay. I remember correctly. Okay. Um, but yeah, and in terms of the goals, they were spread around. So that season, Henri scored 19 in all comps. Eto had 18 in all comps. Messi had 16. Boyan, uh, if, you, if you guys remember him, had 12. Xavi mm. had 9. Ronaldinho had 9. And then, you know, you get incidental ones. Iniesta had 4, etc. But Yaya Toure was even on that team, by the way. I'm was looking it? at it now. So yeah, like that 2007-2008 Barca team did not do well. They made it to the semifinals of the Champions League, if you guys remember. But they didn't win any trophies. So, but yeah, they were there at one point. Because I remember, I remember like, you know, they had like the super team. What was that? Was that FIFA 2008, maybe? I feel like a lot of people used Barcelona that year. I remember playing against Ronaldinho, Eto, and Henri. And like people like, no, you got to put in Messi. Um, but yeah, Eto v Henri. I think Eto just likes putting in. I, th I think he just likes talking, man. I feel like he's just like an uncle in the barbershop. And if you get him in the right moment, he'll just say some shit. He'll just say stuff. It might be right. I'm just saying I think he just likes Do the math. Don't you feel Eto has been disrespected? But because my thing, I don't. Because even when I see him talk about Pep, talk about this, I'm like, at one point you may be right, of like he just seems like this African uncle, just always talking, talk, talking. <laughs> but on the other point that, is, but... I don't. I think he's been disrespected. Listen, his his problem, and this is the main problem. Number one, people don't respect what you did at Mallorca because they don't know it or don't understand it. Number two, you did your international work for Cameroon. You didn't do it for England or France or Spain or Italy. So I give you that. Like, that's a point. Nobody's going to go back to the 2000, 2001 or two AFCON. Like, nobody's going to go back and look at that. Third problem. When Eto had one of his best seasons, like his two best seasons on a club level were the back-to-back -back trebles. No one's ever done that for two different clubs before. In 2008, 2009 with Barcelona and 2009, 2010 with Inter. Now, the Barcelona season was Messi's breakout season. That's when Messi became who we know him to be today. As I said, the season before, he only scored 18. I think that season he might have had like 30 or 40 goals. Like he broke out that season and became the guy, the man of Barcelona. It wasn't Eto, it wasn't Henri. It was, it was Messi. Then he moves because Pep comes. He goes to Inter. And the decision is, we're not going to play you as a striker. We're going to play you on the wing. So he does great work for the team. As you even said in, uh, in, in a previous part, 
Eto was like, all right, Mourinho, because I trust you, because I like you as a man, I am willing to do X, Y, Z for this team. Diego Melito will be the one who scores the goals and gets the glory. Schneider will be the one who sets up goals and gets the glory. I'm doing the grunt work and I'll, I'll score when I'm needed. But generally, Melito was the one who was popping up in the big moment that season. So his two best seasons on a club level, that that 24-month period, there were mitigating, again, circumstances in his way where people would look back at those and you might not pinpoint him as the guy, even though he was critical to the, to the success for those two teams. It's not, they weren't his team, at least how it was presented. Maybe if you're a Cameroonian, you look at it and you think, no, that was Eto's team. Or if you're African, you might look at it and think, no, that was Eto's team or whatever. But most people are going to look at it and think, that was the Melito Snyder season where Snyder should have won the Ballon d'Or. Or that was the Messi season when he first came out and broke out as the global superstar that we know him to be. No, no, so, no, but, no but, but then what happened in those two UCL finals for Barcelona, 06 and 09? That's fair. No, no, but, but, because 06, again, no one likes to talk about the man. Dini didn't have his best game. No, he, he led them there. <laughs> it was. He definitely understood everything, but he didn't have, have his best game. Arsenal are winning. They won zero up. Who gets to go that that changes the course of everything? It's it's Edso. 09, and, United yeah, were playing better. United had like I think two, three really good attacks and everything. Who puts the ball through Vidic's legs and puts it through Van Dessar? It's Edso, which changes the whole course of the of the, of the game. Two very key goals mm-hmm. in difficult circumstances in the UCL finals. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. You're we're right. You're right. Mm. Like. <laughs> if Drogba would have had those moments for Chelsea, he would somehow get the credit. <laughs> that's yeah. that's that must be the frustrating part of your Etzo, especially like okay, so people put Henri above me. We played in the same game at the peak of our powers. He flopped, I didn't, but mm. you still put him ahead of me. So what is it? So his mind must go to it's because he's French. It's because he he played in England and had the I don't know the marketing campaign of Arsenal behind him and then Barcelona. I just came from I came from Mallorca. Mm. I didn't come from well, to be fair, he went from Madrid, that didn't work, then went to Mallorca. So um may, maybe if he had made it work at Real Madrid, like who? if he didn't need the Mallorca thing and his his first initial Wait, 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 wait. We say Real Madrid to who? Eto. Eto went to Real Madrid? Bruh, he has a Champions League with Real Madrid. What? When did Eto go to Real Madrid? <laughs> what? <Duh. laughs> you don't know this? <laughs> That's the 99-2000 season, I want to say. Oh, so so was this, this this was before Mallorca? Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah, oh, come on. This is, oh, give me. Oh, get get out of here. Three appearances. <laughs> get out of here, man. No, that doesn't count, man. Three no, appearances. If you, if, if you go to his honors, he has a Champions League from that season. So nah, like he, it doesn't count. He has four Champions League. But no, either way, no, 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 no. Basically, it's like counting Pelé's ninety-six to walk up or, or Ronaldo's ninety-six. <laughs> Just walk because up, you didn't count. know, it doesn't mean it doesn't count. Okay. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't count. It doesn't. But, count. but, but look, that, that 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 isn't even my point. My point is, if he would have succeeded at Madrid and came and like obviously he would have never gone to Barcelona because that would have been untenable, especially after Figo. But if he succeeds there. Mm. He gets the same praise probably because it's it would be like what Henri did at Arsenal, but he didn't. He had to go to Mallorca to make his bones, and then went to Barcelona. But by that time, Barcelona's already, I don't know, a, a super team almost. And and in two thousand six, that's Ronaldinho's peak. So at, at every moment, he's running into 
just somebody who's better or just that situational thing at Inter where Mourinho just had to make him play on the wing. If I'm him, I'm pissed and I understand. But then again, I just, I, I do think he just likes talking. So <laughs> there, there is that. <laughs> like, he, I think he came out and said that Cameroon are going to win the World Cup this year. Like, he's just, he's just talking. Well, 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 no, well, come on. He's the head of the Cameroon. I know, ethics, but so we could be, re- can we make a semi? Please, somebody, anybody. Like, we got five chances. Can somebody you know, do You that? know, look, 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 side notes, man. I'm not sure an African team makes it. But that's, that's for another score. Listen, that, that, the, the discussion is, is it more likely that an African team makes the semifinal or that none of them make the round of 16? <laughs> and uh, if you had to put your money down... <laughs> I don't know. And also because I did the whole World Cup thingy. If Senegal are most likely to make it through, and if they make it through, they face England in the next round. Mm. We'll just leave it there. So, okay. <laughs> so, so we did get questions, and they're World Cup related. So, before the World Cup break, which teams are best placed to get into the top four in England? Um, Arsenal, City, Spurs, the the the, the teams that are there now, yeah. or you or, or you might take out Spurs and say Man United. Or Newcastle and say Man United, because I think Man United are kind of heating up. And we did say we would touch Newcastle. Quick thoughts on Newcastle? Again, this is them without really splashing cash. Yeah, like no, not January, man. If they spend well in January, I think Newcastle is going to cause some serious issues in this whole top four race, bro. Do you know what the key for Newcastle is? They have to immediately assume the mentality of a big club. And maybe they have already. But there's going to be people who come and how, let's throw $70 million on the table for St. Maximin. Or let's throw $90 million on the table for uh, Bruno. And let's mm. see if they balk. Let's, let's, let's see if they kind of flutter a bit and get, mm, I don't know, just like rattle their cage and see what happens. And Newcastle have to be like, if we get a world-class player, he's ours. He stays in, in perpetuity. So for, that's the first thing for Newcastle. Like, you can't sell any of your good players. Trippier stays. St. Maximus stays. Bruno stays. I can't pronounce his last name to save my life. Guimaraes. Uh, Guimaraes. Thank you. Um, everybody else who's playing well, they have to remain. You can't become, oh, we're, we're being given $120 million for this player. We got to take it. Uh-uh. Keep all your good players and build upon them. So that's that. Eddie Howe, I think we've always known he's been a talented manager. Yeah. It's just yeah. you're at Bournemouth, so there's a there's a limit on what you can do. Now there's no ceilings, as the way might say. United or Newcastle? I'm kind of dancing in my seat. I don't know. It's definitely not Chelsea. I think it's, it's between the two Uniteds. If FIFA gets rid of Iran, which Asian country gets the place? For me, United Arab Emirates. Yeah. They were the same. They were in the same qualifying group as Iran and lost to Australia in the Asian playoff. Yeah, I like guess. Yeah, UAE comes in. Yeah, yeah, it should be the United Arab Emirates. Okay, so we talked about the Shakhtar dude last time. Mm. Now the Ukrainian FA has officially released released a statement. So it's not just some guy in Shakhtar now. It's a guy. Oh, in so so this now. is the Ukrainian FA officially. Yes. Oh, this was shit. yesterday or the day before. It was on Sky Sports. They did the whole yellow breaking news thing. Mm. If I say what I feel about this situation that's going on over there, it's not good for anybody. So I'll just I'll just shut up about it. But 
Just leave the World Cup alone, okay? Wait, wait, if you want to, if, if you want to so, ask for billions from different countries, go ahead and do that. What do they but, say? What do they say? What, what do they say? Because I didn't know what they said. Like, what? They're just asking para, para, FIFA, I paraphrase it. They're asking FIFA to remove Iran from the World Cup. No, no, no. But here's the thing: Did they? Did the Ukraine FA say specifically that they want to take the sports or just Iran to be removed? Because that's Ukraine, that, that's okay, very. Here we key. go. Here we go. Okay, this is from BBC. The BBC. Iran should be banned from the 2022 World Cup in Qatar for systemic human rights violations, the Ukrainian Association of Football says. The UAF plans to ask world governing body FIFA to stop Iran from participating in the World Cup. It believes a crackdown on protests in the country may violate principles and norms of FIFA. The UAF also cites the possible involvement of Ukraine in the military aggression of Russia against Ukraine. The UAF's executive committee on Monday, where uh, met on Monday, where it agreed to make a request to FIFA to consider excluding the Iranian national team from the World Cup, which starts Sunday, the 20th of November. Um, yeah, okay, that's pretty much it. So, stamping, yeah, ob obviously they're not coming out and asking for it, but that's that's the conclusion that one would make. No, I can't. I can't jump into that conclusion. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just put that on that shack to do this. So, oh, we should be putting. <laughs> So I'm just gonna just say they want Iran to be removed. So and for me, as I said again, look, you 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 are more fair than me. I'm mm -hmm. I'm looking at it with a highly skeptical eye, I suppose. Um, but yes, maybe maybe it's just we want them gone because their country is helping attack ours, and but but we don't want the spot. We just don't want them there. But I mean, then you add the Shakhtar guy. I mean, I'm connecting dots. <clears throat> but you said you don't want to get into it. So, all right, okay. Last, last question, or at least something. Neymar, Ronaldinho, Alison Becker, Felipe Massa, Fabinho's wife, Danny Alves, Lucas Mora, Bolsonaro. Can you hear me, Bolsonaro? Your boys took a hell of a beating. Your boys took a hell of a beating. Um, Jack three six five quoted that tweet and said, "I can't like Brazil at this World Cup. I just can't." So. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't his boy like Lula da Silva? Lula, yes, yes. Lula won the Brazilian um presidential election, defeating uh Yair Bolsonaro, who was the uh incumbent, I suppose, who has we could call him a right wing politician who's co-opted the Brazilian football kit, at least. Um in his bid to become president for another term and has garnered the support of several footballers in which that tweet was named Neymar, Allison, um, Ronaldinho, etc. So Neymar's not making it easy to like him if you have a political, a particular political persuasion. Hmm. Um, so for me, I'm just like, I'm, I'm off Neymar right now. I don't know if, if I'll ever get back on pause um, because like him, camp stumping essentially for bolsonaro and you look at what bolsonaro's whole steez is yeah go go for it i don't for me when it comes to politics it's very very tricky man it's like for me it's like i love my my, my uncle who lives in atlanta and everything and everything he's a republican when i heard that i said oh that's bad isn't it that's bad that's bad but when i now realize so no 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 that's just his political stance and he's a surgeon who obviously lends a lot of money and everything. So maybe um, economically and everything for his family, Republicans help him a lot more. So because before I thought of things, binary, oh, Democrats good, Republicans bad. 
So of course, look, see, when I used to work for a TV channel, I used to, I do, I did a few pieces on Bolsonaro and the crap that he used to do and everything. So, but I don't know the inner workings of Brazil because some will say, man, this like Brazil has a crazy crime problem and, and everything. Yeah. And maybe he, he is very, very strong and firm on crime, specifically in those poorer areas where a Neymar, a, who's the guy that sports him? The Tottenham guy, the guy from Tottenham, um, Brazil dude. Lucas Moura. Lucas Moura and everything. So maybe they have personal particular reasons why he is helpful for like their regions where they grew up in and everything. So this isn't like said player beat up someone, said player did this. This is politics. And I am looking at it from the outside in. So from the outside in, Bolsonaro, this guy seems like a complete like um, dictator, idiots and everything from what I know. But I'm coming from the outside and I don't know the true inner workings and and stuff that's happening. As a Nigerian, people will, same thing with Iraq, people will say, oh my gosh, like, um, you know, if Nigeria was a democracy and everything, no. Because as my big brother told me that, like, Nigeria can't work as a democracy. Nigeria needs a dictator. <laughs> as crazy as that is, Nigeria does need a dictator because you put a, a Democrats in there. I referenced this in the earlier part of the podcast where some places need a particular thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so my thing is to now be off and hate Neymar because of your outside view of Bolsonaro. I didn't say I hate him. I said I'm off him. No, 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 no. Didn't the guy in the... Um, so that's I can't, I don't I can't support Brazil and everything. Oh yes, yes, I, or I'm off. So I'm like, I mean, to be often because of his thing of Bolsonaro. I mean, you can look at them away, but at the end, it's their politics. So yeah, but okay, this is my thing, HH. You could just shut the fuck up. Not not you, obviously, but like, mm. and I'm, I feel the same way about Kyrie in the moment. Kyrie and Neymar are such they're like <laughs> distant cousins but, but, or distant but, 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 brothers. It's, like you, you could just shut the fuck. Like you don't need to make your political views known to the masses, but you're being, you're on the campaign trail for this guy. So you could just be quiet, but you want people to know I support this guy for reasons. Well, once you do that, I can now look at you and think, well, I don't think I rock with you like that because I, from again, from the outside looking in, the main thing I know about Brazil is that the Amazon rainforest is called the lungs of the planet. Because mm. the amount of greenery there takes in a lot of carbon dioxide and gives us oxygen. This Bolsonaro dude is kind of like, bro, you can go there, you can cut all the trees down for the woods and mm. all of this stuff. And he's basically making it to where the Amazon rainforest is shrinking. Is it, and and is, once the Amazon rainforest shrinks, what happens to the lungs of the planet? No, no, but, 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 what happens again, to us? You see, this goes to whole points. I, when he plays well, I admire Neymar as a footballer. I couldn't give a crap who he is as a person. I admire Gary Oldman for, for an actor. I couldn't give a damn who Gary Oldman the, the, the guy is. Yeah, so but when Gary Oldman comes out and says, I support ex-prime minister, Y prime minister. Oh, no, no. But, the, the, no, see, 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 that is yours. Doesn't his life? I can be like, I am against that political point of view. That's enough for me to hate you. If you now come out and you've beat up on a woman, you've beat up on kids, and you just do something that is literally a bad thing, a criminal thing, then I'm now forced to hate you. Mel Gibson, you've now come <laughs> out and it, and that's just a serious crisis flaw that now, it now affects how I can't watch your movies now. John Voight. John Voight, the guy is super, super Republican and super, super and everything like that. And I disagree with him politically. But that's, an, that's not enough for me to now go and 
not watch his films on social because look, that's his politics, that's his viewpoints. He's not doing anything illegal or anything criminal. I just disagree with you politically, but I can still watch as an actor. I'll watch now of John Voight is enemy of the state because of how it ends. But yeah, so again, you don't have to put your views in, in the in the public square. You can go in the booth. There's a reason why everything is private and you put the curtain and all of that. Tell people to go vote if you want. Tell people not to vote if you want. But you don't have to tell people why and who and what for and all of these different types of things if you're an athlete. Again, I don't need Neymar to be a political pundit, but if he wants to be, now you're entering the public square. Mm. So so now I get to use what, what my opinion is against you or with you if I agree. In, in this case, I just happen not to. Um, but again, I, I think you lay out perhaps a reason why inside of Brazil he might be an attractive person to vote for if you come from an impoverished area and this guy's like, we're going to get rid of crime and this and that. Like, I could see how that could be persuasive, the the, the law and order candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are greater good things at play. Can I root for Brazil, the country? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's, 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 it's Lula's country now. So I'm not going to let Neymar spoil... Vinicius for me. I'm not gonna let that happen. Spoil Gabriel Jesus dribbling people for me. I'm not, I'm not gonna let that happen. The World Cup and Brazil in particular are the one time where I get to watch football and think that's football. Everybody just wants to dribble, have fun, samba, whatever it is. So I can watch and kind of divorce that in my mind. Separate the art from the artist, as it were. People just just chill. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think because like it's a bit too late to 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 get into it, but it's like yeah, the Australia team releasing a oh. video about LGBTQ <laughs> and so forth. Like, wait, what about the Aborigines? Like, what's it called? Pacification by force. You know, you like exterminated most. Where, of them. where did you learn about pacification by force? Because because you know I was doing them. So I already knew a little bit about it like years ago, but you know I'm I'm doing this um thing of each country mm-hmm. I, I you know the build of the world up and I do I like a little expose on each country and so forth and I just like okay let me just look more but because I knew about how they exterminated their aborigines and so forth like had a concerted effort to do it and then Daily Telegraph had like there was actually a thing called pacification by force which was a state-sanctioned um extermination of the aborigines and so forth so you know so much. That's, that's, you know, you're that's, not really the guys to talk about human rights here. So that's that's for an extra though. Anyway, this has been Talking Texas Podcast. Again, we thank you guys for listening. Follow us wherever you're listening, all of that. Half hope, where can you be found? Half of football.com or on the street. I'm a Daniel Tulik. Hopefully you're not on the street. Hopefully you know well, you have a home. No, no, shelter. I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of you the people. You have shelter though? You have shelter? Well, debatable. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. There's on the street connotates homelessness at least in my mind no 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 i'm in the figurative in the figurative sense ah gotcha anyway talking taxes podcast sometimes funny sometimes serious always for ball indeed peace 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 sports social podcast network